The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our discussion about thinking holistically about how to drive more customers to convert on your website. Joining us is Chris Daly, who is the owner at Smart CRO, which is a consultancy that helps consumers increase revenue generated from their website through data-driven site design. And yesterday, Chris talked to us about crafting a value prop that resonates with your traffic. And today, we're going to talk about some of the biggest tips that he has for CRO and some of the tools that he recommends you use. All right, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Chris Daly, owner of Smart CRO. Chris, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again. Excited to continue our conversation. Good to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we covered a lot of ground talking about how to craft a value prop, how to figure out what copy you should use, where you should be putting it on your page. Obviously, this is something that you should be testing. Nobody really knows what their value prop is, even if they think they're the world's greatest marketer. Even Apple gets it wrong. Even John Lee Dumas gets it wrong. It's important to test your way into finding the right value prop. There's a lot else that goes into CRO. Let's keep it broad today and just talk about some of the major pillars that you think people need to address when they're embarking on conversion rate optimization tests. How do you break up the major things people need to think about? Well, one of the first things that's important to address is what is not an A-B test. When I talk to companies and I ask, have you ever done an A-B test on your site? Probably 90% of the time people will say yes. And then I will ask, well, tell me about it. And they'll say, well, we had a version of our website and we launched it and we compared our conversion rates to the previous week and conversion rates went up. Now, I mean, I'm guessing that people listening to this podcast are savvy enough marketers to understand that is not an A-B test. That is a new site test. <laughs> and it's not even a test, really. It's just a launch. When you have launched a new website, there are so many things that change on that website. And when you launch a new website this week and you compare conversion rates to last week, I love looking at conversion rate reports by day and by week. Conversion rates fluctuate all the time. Seasoned marketers know that and know that you can't compare this week's conversion rates to last week's conversion rates without a lot of context, right? It's like, well, our conversion rates changed because our traffic changed. I mean, our organic traffic converts differently than our paid traffic. And so guess what? We got more paid traffic this week and our conversion rates went up. Well, that's just because paid traffic converts better. 
anyways, so that's not an A-B test. Don't say, yes, we've tested our value propositions. We launched some new value props on our site and our conversion rates went up this week. So it's important that you have a tool that you are using to split traffic, to do a real A-B split test. So you talked about tools. There's lots of great A-B testing tools out there. Some of my favorites are, I mean, Adobe has arguably the best testing tool out there, Adobe Target. It's incredibly expensive. So some of the cheaper, more affordably priced ones are things like VWO and Optimizely. And if you have never used an A-B testing tool before, the easiest place to start is with Google Optimize. Why? Because it's free. It's made by Google. And so it's fairly easy to implement if you already have Google Analytics on the site. And because it's free, it's fairly easy to get started with. I mean, you can set up an account and have an A-B test running within an hour. So talk to me about some of the differences between these tools. Obviously, we're biased towards VWO. They're a sponsor of the MarTech podcast. Use them. But what are some of the differences between the other tools? Why would you pay for Adobe? They're obviously more expensive as opposed to Google's free tool. What's the difference? It really comes down to features and tracking. So with Adobe, one of the reasons that it's widely considered the best testing tool out there is because it integrates with Adobe Analytics. So what happens is when you run a test in Adobe Target, you also are collecting a ton of data in Adobe Analytics. And so you can, when you are analyzing your test results, you can segment and segment and segment and look at all kinds of different metrics for your test results. Now, that is only important if you have one of two things. Number one, if you have an extremely sophisticated testing program. So if you are running tests that need to be segmented and need to be analyzed in various different ways. And number two, you only need that kind of a tool if you generate a ton of traffic. Because if you are generating 10,000 visitors a month, even 100,000 visitors a month, I mean, if you run an A-B test and you try to segment those results, each segment that you're looking at, I mean, if you're like just analyzing male versus female or different age demographics, if those are your segments of traffic, each segment that you have might only have a few thousand visits, which is not statistically significant data. And so anyways, that kind of a tool, like I said, is very powerful for a very sophisticated testing program where you have lots of traffic that you want to analyze. VWO, I love VWO. In fact, I use VWO for a lot of my clients. VWO and Optimizely actually have very comparable features. Optimizely is starting to, and actually VWO is doing the same thing. They are both moving in the direction of becoming a more comprehensive marketing suite of tools. But if you're just looking for A-B testing, both VWO and Optimizely have virtually the same functionality and they're fantastic tools. I love both of them. Google Optimize, part of the reason that it's free, and Google does have a paid version of their tool, Google Optimize 360, that's more of an enterprise level tool. But the free version, I would say for anybody who is starting an A-B testing program, Google Optimize will have everything that you need. You can run A-B tests, you can inject CSS and JavaScript into the tool so that you can do some complicated coding on tests. They have like a, a WYSIWYG interface. And so if you are not really technical, if you're not a developer, you can go on and just click on elements on the site and make changes. So like I said, it's a great place to get started if you've never run an A-B test before and you want to just do something like say, hey, on this version of our website, let's have a video. And on this version of our website, let's not have a video. You can do that inside of a tool like Google Optimize. And so again, it really just depends on how sophisticated you want to get. 
how deep you want to dive into functionality and into the features. And if you are getting started and you don't want to invest thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year on a testing tool, then I would say start with Optimize. I think you mean VWO, a sponsor of the Martech podcast. Of course, yes. You know, you mentioned that if you don't have a ton of traffic, it's hard to segment and hard to start really getting statistically significant data. It's a problem that I've run into trying to do CRO is that when you're starting out and you don't have a lot of traffic, you can't get a lot of learnings. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. What do you recommend for marketers who are launching new products, A-B testing pages that aren't necessarily visible, that are new? How do you get data and findings and conclusive findings without a lot of traffic? So what you have to do there, when you have low amounts of traffic, is you need to test bigger things. So I talked about on our last episode, testing value propositions and having different versions of your page that substitute in different value propositions as a headline or as a leading value proposition. That is, that is a smaller test. And I say it's a smaller test because you're just changing one line of text. It can have a massive impact, but if you only get a tiny amount of traffic, so let's say that you're launching a new product or a new service, or you just launched it and you're getting like 500 visitors a month. It's going to be hard to get statistical significance unless you create a big, huge result. So something that is drastically different. In that kind of a case, what I typically start with is things like, let's test a long form landing page versus a short form landing page. Let's have one version of a landing page where we have only above the fold. That's all. There's nothing. You can't scroll down. And then we have another one that is a long form landing page with lots of content, lots of copy. This is a very dramatic test where you are going to get a specific learning and is fairly easy to set up because most companies, when you're building out a new website or a landing page, you're going to just create all that content almost by default. So all you have to do on your variation is just remove all the extra crap. (laughs) Maybe you'll change some of your content above the fold so that it makes sense now. 
But that's a good place to start to say, let's run a drastic test where something is majorly different, where we're still getting a focused learning here and start there. And then once you start to see some conversion gains, usually by that point, you can then start to send more traffic to the site and then you can start refining your testing from there. If you found that a short form landing page works better, well, great. Now let's run a test. Since we only have stuff that's above the fold, what stuff should we have there? You know, let's change out the copy. Let's change out the image. Let's get rid of the video and put some content in its place or vice versa. Let's put a video there. You know, those kinds of things that are changing the entire concept of the page with each test. Dramatic changes to the page when you have small amounts of traffic. Yes. Bigger changes make for bigger results. One thing that I've done that I feel like is a big mistake and leads to inconclusive data is multivariate testing. I will start an A-B test and I'll say, okay, I'm just going to test the, what's the difference between the button color. And then I'll decide, you know what, let's just do the button color and the size. Uh, maybe that will do the button color and the size and the copy on the button. And the next thing you know, I've got five different types of buttons and I'm not necessarily testing one thing. I'm testing which button works across five variables. How do you think about setting up individual variables or just trying to figure out which combination of stuff works the best? Multivariate tests, like you just described, are not bad tests to run if you get a ton of traffic. We did things like that when we were testing on the Social Media Examiner blog because they get millions of visitors every single month. So each variation that we created was going to be seen by hundreds of thousands of people. So testing minute changes and different combinations of changes we were able to drive a lot of results, but you actually have to run that as a multivariate test. Every testing tool out there, you can either do an A-B test, which is A versus B versus C, or you can run a multivariate test, which is, okay, we've got three different colors, three different button texts, three different button sizes, and the testing tool is gonna test every possible combination of those. It's going to automatically insert every possible combination and then spit out a result for us. And what you end up getting there is you end up getting, you know, like nine possible variations. Can't you just do, let's see if I can get this right, an A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I test where you have nine different variables? You could do that if you want to manually input them. It's just a lot easier. The classic A through I test. <laughs> I actually, I ran an A through N test once where we manually created, I don't remember what it was, call it 13, 15, 20 different variations. Now you're just showing off. <laughs> but we did that because we had found something on our site that had produced a massive impact. And so now we wanted to just refine the hell out of that thing. But you don't want to start with a massive test like that unless you have a ton of traffic because you'll never get statistical significance. So usually what I will do, some A-B testers are probably not going to like this, but what I usually do is I start out with a test. So if you want to test button color, button size, button text, I will have three variations on my test. One where I test button color, one where I test button size, one where I test button text. I run the test and I figure out out of these three changes, which one provided the most movement. Now, it might have been something that had a massively negative impact, right? But which one provided the most movement in either direction, positive or negative? Once I know, so let's say that the button color variation had the most impact. It had a negative 50% impact on conversion rate. People like the orange button more than the green button. Yeah, so that decreased, putting the green button on there, decreased conversion rates by 50%. Well, now I know that button color matters more than size or text. So now my next test is going to be button color. And I'm going to test 
three or four or five different button colors. That way I can just focus on button color. But when you're first starting out, you don't know what's going to have the biggest impact on conversion rates. And so if you substitute, if you have five variations where you're changing button color and text and size, if one of your variations wins, you don't know if it was because of the size or the text or the color. So that's why I start out. My first test is going to be, what are all the variables that I could test? Let's see which one the audience tells me is the most important. And now let's run a test that just focuses on that thing. Last question I have for you. My big concern with CRO at times is you start to build Frankenstein pages <laughs> and you're individually testing unique items of the page. Hey, this button needs to be green. Ooh, the headline color is better when it's orange. Hey, the form needs to be pink. And the next thing you know, you look at your page and it doesn't look cohesive, right? And you're changing the copy and sometimes the messaging doesn't all fit together and tell a compelling story. You can conversion rate optimize your page to be something that's totally different than where you started. Have you ever run into a situation when you're testing so much that you're actually getting away from the point of the product and losing sort of a view of your North Star? That is a possibility if you don't have as part of your conversion rate optimization strategy, what I call explore. So I have three phases of my testing approach that I take my clients through. I call it existence. So in the existence phase, I test what should and should not be on my site. I add things, I remove things, very simple. Second phase is exploit. So in that phase, we're going to refine all of the stuff that we have on the site. That's where you might test colors, you might test substituting in copy or positioning on the page. And in the explore phase, in the third phase, this is where we want to test big new ideas. So we want to test things like, okay, now that we know where everything should be on the page, now that we know how much content people need, now that we know colors that seem to resonate best, now let's test a new design. Now let's test a new feature on the site. And in this phase, this is where you kind of bring all of your learnings together. Because in each test, you should be learning something pretty critical about your audience. You're learning something important from them. And as you learn those things, it should build this story for you of who these people are and what drives them, what motivates them in order to convert. And if you can take all of that stuff and put it together and you can use all of that and leverage all of that to create a new, incredible, cohesive website that resonates with your audience. So you shouldn't end up with a Frankenstein page. You might have a Frankenstein page for a very short period of time in your testing strategy, but that should always be put together into a new approach, a new way of looking at your audience that makes sense, that all comes together and it all makes sense. Because if you have a page that you look at and it looks horrible and it makes no sense, it's not going to make sense to your audience either. I think that's the most important thing is that your strategy involves one of these kind of Let's look at the big picture, what we've learned, and take all of it and put it together into a new approach. So Chris, you've got a course coming out that goes over your suggestions for strategy. Talk to us a little bit about what your course is about, what's the purpose, who you think it's going to be useful for. So the course that I've created, which doesn't have a name yet, but it will by the time this podcast comes out, is focused on six areas that I test with every client. So value proposition is one of them. And so in the course, we dive deep into value proposition. We have a worksheet that people can go through 
to really figure out what their value propositions are, how to communicate them, and then how to test them. And then we have five other sections in there. We talk about call to actions on your website. You know, what makes for an effective call to action and what kinds of things you should test. We talk about content and how to figure out how much content people want. We talk about different types of content formatting that you can test with your audience. We show lots and lots of case studies in here, which for me are not best practices, but case studies are a great way to seed ideas for people of what kinds of things they could test. We talk about mobile, what kinds of things you should think about specifically for mobile audiences and what things you should test. We talk about how to identify distractions on your website. And then we talk about anxiety, what kinds of things cause anxiety for people? How can you reduce anxiety on websites? Again, these are all based around testing principles, things that you can test on your website. And so on this course, this is really focused and targeted towards marketers who are responsible for A-B testing or entrepreneurs who are either building a new website and want to know what things they should take into consideration or who have recently launched a website and want to make sure that they are thinking about it from a conversion perspective. So as you mentioned, we're going to be launching that here in a couple of weeks at smart zero slash course. And I'm really excited to kind of see what the response is from this. Chris, I think the course sounds great. Definitely something that we're going to look into while we're figuring out what the heck we're doing with the MarTech podcast. Thank you for being our guest and walking us through how you think about CRO. You bet. Thank you for having me on the show. Okay. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech podcast. Thanks to Chris Daly, owner of SmartCRO for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Chris, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can shoot him a tweet at Chris Daly, which is C-H-R-I-S-D-A-Y-L-E-Y. Or you could visit his company's website, which is smart-cro.com. If you're interested in taking Chris's course, go to smart-cro.com slash course. Just one link I want to tell you about in our show notes. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com. We've got summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter to get updates in your inbox about the content we're publishing. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.